Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of Bucks UK TV, uh, the episode that nearly didn't happen when we'd all finished watching the game, but we're going to put a brave face on it. Um, Graham and John are back again, and for the first time, um, we're joined by Alex. Hello. Hi, how are you? All right. Good, thank you. Now, anyone who's a Bucks UK member will probably know who you are, but for those watching who maybe aren't Bucks UK members, who's Alex? And how did you become uh, a Bucks fan? Oh, like a lot of us, I'd imagine it was a Florida holiday with the family uh, back in 1996, I think. Uh, we went over, uh, did the Disneyland thing that everybody does. And uh, I picked up a Bucks jersey while I was there and it was kind of started an interest. And then, like all of us, it just grows into somewhat of an obsession. Whereas 2.30 in the morning, you're still watching us uh, usually do our thing. Not so much this week, but, uh, and yeah, so I'm, I'm, I live in Bristol or I'm born and bred in Bristol and, and live nearby now. So, uh, long time Bucks fan, long time Bucks UK member. Uh, used to write for the website and stuff as well with some bits. So yeah, long, uh, played a bit in my day as well. So all good. And who is it that you played for? I played for a Bristol Aztecs and a Bristol Apache. So there you go. Big shout out to those guys. We'll see if we can try and I don't know, tag it in the description or something cool like that. John's, let's, let's not get into Brit boys. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be enough infighting in this episode as it is. And this is the Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> if you're watching this as you're eating your, your log, um, you might want to maybe finish it before you or just fast forward to about halfway through. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we will take a festive look back um, at uh, the last Bucks game. Now, Graham, let's come to you first. Uh, how, how would you sum up? Um, I, I know um, there's, there's a YouTube channel I watch uh, with Colin, you know, The Herd. He, he sums up every game in three words. Let's go around and see if we could think of um, three words to sum up the game, Graham. We'll start with you. The three words I would use are not repeatable. <laughs> not repeatable <laughs> on the podcast, quite frankly. Absolute. No, no, no. I don't know. It's one of those games. I could, can you write it off just as one of those games? I don't know. It was a bizarre episode. I can't. I can't. I didn't get. I didn't get too upset while I was watching the game. I just watched it transpire and unfold, and and couldn't really understand what was happening. Just every facet of the offense didn't seem to click. Didn't seem to work. It just. And then the injuries that came one upon the other. It, it, it was just such a bizarre game. I really. There you go. A bizarre game. That's that's Graham's yeah. three words then. John, I, think, I presume you're going to agree. Uh, it was bizarre, that's for sure. Um, if it's three words, I mean, talk about putting us on the spot. We, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Colin Coward has like hours to prepare for this one. <laughs> uh, I'll go with the shocking injuries. Um, uh, give me a third one, Alex. Go on. Throw it to you. <laughs> I wonder if it was a uh, been found out question mark. Oh, that's good. Ooh. A bit like think, uh, Super Bowl 55. Everyone sort of says that's the game that broke the Chiefs. You reckon this could be the one that broke the Bucks? I just thought it showed that maybe we're becoming a little bit predictable um, offensively. I know anybody that loses those three guys is going to be a big problem. But I think we start to look like, you know, you run it, you run it, you put it for Gronk on the third down. Brady's going to sneak on the third and short. Not necessarily you can stop it. But I certainly think people are starting to scheme against it. And you've seen it in weeks coming and weeks past that we're not quite as explosive as we were in those areas. 
and we've gone back and we're trying to vary it. But this week, I thought we got found out by a team that regularly causes us problems. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Graham, it's always against the Saints. If it's a team you want to be, it's the Saints. Absolutely, yeah. I know, I, I know Alex saying we were a bit predictable, but even um, the sneaks, I mean, Brady had an opportunity for a quarterback sneak to get first down and, and, and didn't take it. And, and as you saw, you know, and it was well described by the commentators, the, the, the ground opened up in front of him. If he had tried it, he would have got the first down. Mm. We threw the ball to Gronk any number of times. Well, I think it was 11 uh, targets and he only caught two of them. On, on any other day, he's catching six, seven, eight of those balls. I just... What on earth? Just that, you know, everything went wrong. Everything that could go wrong. And I agree also with Alex that, you know, we're a little bit found out. I think the Saints know how to play us. Fine. But but just everything that could go wrong went wrong. Even the, the play calling, and I'm the biggest fan of Byron Leftwich, but, but you know, when they finally find holes for Rojo, just seemed to abandon the run game completely. And uh, I don't know. I, 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 just, I just don't know how to, how to sum that one up. I think you're right. All year long, it's been Lenny and Rojo. We've, we've, we've struggled to establish the run. Yes, there's been some games, and yes, we've made some noise about it. But back in the day, you know, when it was Montana and others, they used to talk about passing the ball to set up the run. I mean, I mean, John, so like Graham's sort of put some of the blame there on, on Byron Leftwich's um, shoulders. Do you think it's X's and O's? Uh, I mean, from an offensive planning standpoint, if you, lo- like, if you game plan for a team, and then you lose your top two pass catchers, and then you lose your top running back who you've been like dumping off to all year, who's clearly a big part of the game plan. To change those three is massive. Um, and uh, we got found out on the weekend when you lose Godwin and uh, Evans, and you've got Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller trying to come in and step into their shoes. And the Saints just played their scheme. They played cover two all day, man press, and those two weren't strong enough to get off the man coverage. And you saw Brady drop back, look right, look left, and next thing you know, Cam Jordan's in his face. So you said about found out. Well, great, that's the theory. But in previous games, people tried to do that. But with Godwin and Evans, you've got two guys that can beat the man coverage. So it's beatable. Um, and if we got back to if we've got time to talk about it later on, like the scheme in the overall NFL now, um, it's how do you stop the Chiefs? How do you stop the Bills? How do you stop the Chargers? All these teams, it's deep cover two, um, man coverage underneath. And the explosive offenses haven't been able to stay patient. Um, we have, and that's why Lenny's caught 10 balls a game because the defense has bailed out and protected the deep stuff. And we've gone, and Brady is amazing at it. He just takes what you give him. But to th- this weekend, there was nothing to take. It was just all covered. And I, I hate to say it, but credit to uh, the Saints for being able to ex- execute it, unfortunately. And, and Alex, as Graham said, you know, there was lots of times where it was fourth and one, fourth and two, third and three or something. And we're trying to throw it, chuck it 30 yards down the field. But as John points out, the one thing they're not going to give us is the deep ball. I I think bizarrely watching the game back, I think the the person we may have missed the most once Fournette went down was, um, was Gio Bernard. I think Mm. that would have been an ideal person to step into that role. He's the, he's come in, he's, he's an unspectacular sign in, not like all the other superstars we've brought in. And if we'd have had him to drop into that role, I think he picks up crikey, 10 receptions in the second half. I think Bray was underused. I think those things, we look for Gronk because obviously that's Brady's go-to guy. But I think Bray is more than capable of catching balls in the traffic and all that sort of thing. And I think those two should have, or one would have been and one could have been, utilised better. 
I think that's true. And I think, as you say, John, if they're not, if they're going to take away the, the deep part of the field, then I think you have to play everything like you're in the red zone. Every, every down you're in, you're playing in the red zone. And of course, that's where Bray earned his money. That's why he's, you know, fourth or whatever he is in all time touchdowns for the Bucks. Uh, it's because he's, he's, whenever you're looking for some short yardage, he's there. So, We'll come on and talk about the other three phases of the ball, but we just need to get the pain out of the way. So I'm assuming everyone is spending their magic wand and going to wave it um, right up Byron's nose. So kind of what, what are the, what are the, the if you're going to wave your magic wand and do one thing to improve next week and you're only allowed to do one thing, what's it going to be, Graham? Let's start with you. I'll have got two, but if you only give me one, it's... You can it's have both ends, of... like, a, like a bow stick or yeah, something. Yeah, kind of like that. I think, I think, to be honest, the thing that freaks me out the most about, about the weekend is injuries. I've got, I've got to get the injured players fit. I know Godwin's gone for the year now, which is just such a huge loss. But to drop any one of the three or four guys we had there at the start of the season, you think we could live with it. So bringing AB back, getting Evans back, and Scotty Miller in there, um, you know, we've got a chance, but but we need to get we need to get Evans back. We need to have either Evans or Godwin has to be there, I think. And I think I think Sunday night proved that we need we need Evans. So it's an injury magic one. Get, okay, get so let's stick with that. Just hold, hold, hold the second one for a minute because that's the first time someone's mentioned AB. So quick straw poll. Again, we'll start with you, Graham. If you're, if you're Bruce Arians and you haven't had your receivers going down injured, do you bring AB back or is he out the door? He's in right now. I, I totally agree with him. Who cares what anyone else thinks? It helps the team get them back. That 100%. I, I, wasn't, I wouldn't have said that two weeks the other ago, guys but right nodding. now, he's in. You agree with that, guys? Yep. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, as, as Graham said quite rightly, it's about public perception. I mean, Arians made a big deal about saying this is just one chance, kid, you're out the door if you do it again. It can't have been a much bigger mistake than what he's done. It was a, a poor choice at best, um, but needs must and even must more, even must even more after the weekend. Yeah. Um, I think if you if you lose Godwin but you gain AB and you can get Evans fit, we, we stand a chance. But if you lose both of them and you let AB go, it's, it's suicide. So Graham, so your your second wand wave. Um, I'm I felt the the offensive line was kind of pushed around a bit, and that's the first time that I could say that in the last two seasons. So my my magic wand is for the offensive line to return to form, find the mojo again. I, you know, I, and I had a bit of a an argument online with someone um, who, who, who said that that wasn't the case. But to me, every time I watch highlights and look at clips from it, I just see guys getting pushed backwards when, when that hasn't happened all season. So I just I just feel they, for whatever reason, on this one occasion, again, it's another one of these so many things. If it could go wrong, it went wrong. That's another one. So the offensive line to step back up. Our season lives or dies with that offensive line. If they can't keep Brady on his feet, then we're, we're finished. So to me, You're right. offensive line has just got to be 100% every week. And all year long, it's been the pass protection that they've done well at. And it's been the run, the run blocking that's been more, more suspect. But I guess yeah. on a game where we've said, where you're targeting Gronk 11 times and he's catching it twice, maybe actually just, just give up on Gronk. Just bring him in and let him pass block because he does that bloody well as well. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, and stick. then there's two guys in Cam's face every play. Uh, maybe that buys us a bit more time. Uh, yeah. John, um, how, what's your wonder action going to improve? I mean, if it was only one thing, the only one thing that stood out was uh, a hit on Godwin. End of, like, it's not just to improve for next week. That's the season, man. Um, 
So that was my one thing that stood out. I assumed we'd, I assumed we'd all have the same one, to be honest. <laughs> well, it's a one, not a time turner. I don't want to get too Harry Potter on you, but... Uh... <laughs> cool, yeah, so we want to try and... Um, I mean, do, you, do you think the Saints were deliberately tackling low? Well, the same guy did it twice, didn't he? Hmm. Didn't he hit Gronk later? Below the knee? Gronk um, had a couple of, a couple of plays where I saw where he pulled up as well, where he saw they yeah. were going low. Gronk's been yeah. Gronk, Gronk's been complaining about that since his during the days um, because yeah. you're not allowed to hit you're not allowed to hit in the head, yeah. um, and if you take someone like Gronk in his upper body, he, he just runs over you. Yeah. So they all go for the legs, and it's, it's definitely it's well, a growing it's trend. Well known. Yeah. yeah, it's a growing trend in the NFL. You see the smaller cornerbacks and the safeties coming down into the box. I mean, he, Anton Winfield's a prime example. You're not as as John quite rightly says. You're not going to run over a Travis Kelsey. You can chop him. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you stop them when they, when they catch a pass. So it's, it's almost, I'd imagine what they're being taught in camp is to how you'd stop these because the tight ends are such a big part of NFL offenses now. Um, okay, Alex, <laughs> your, your, your magic one moment. I, like Graham, you could, you could pick a couple, but I think uh, it's between Fournette and Evans. Uh, taking aside what you said about Godwin going back in time, it's between Fournette and Evans. I said to, on the forum a couple of games ago, we lose Brady or we lose Lenny, the season's over. You've lost Godwin, which was probably a close third. Um, I think you do if you don't have Evans in the lineup, though. I think you lack a, a number one receiver, uh, even with AB back. I think they're easier to cover. They're all of a size. Um, so if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Fournette, given how um, sorry uh, Evans, given how Rojo was running the weekend as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, my my last one waving is going to be squarely at Byron. Just. Just play call based on who's on the field. There were so many plays where you know that that, that play would be great if it was if it was Godwin, but it's not. It's Johnson, so you've got to throw it differently. It's got to be a different call. And I would hope at that level of the game that we're able to differentiate based on who's on the field. You would think so. Maybe with um, I'm going to defend the offensive mm. coordinators here. Um, I'm going to def- I'm going to say like, what, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> When you've got your game plan, if, if one guy goes down, you can generally just two guys go down and then you get the third go down as well. I mean, life becomes extremely difficult, especially when you've got, like you said, you've got your X and O's drawn up against the Saints for a certain scheme. You know they're going to play it. They're going to play come with four, man up, and you've got your plays to beat that. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're asking, you're, you're telling the receivers, look, this is the play, beat your man. Moving on from, from a shutout, we'll start talking about other phases of the game. Uh, maybe let's uh, let's take a, a breather and, and dip into something a bit more comfortable on the defensive side of the ball. Alex, I think generally generally we're more content about the D. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, to be fair, you held that Saints offense, which, albeit was missing a few people, but Kamara in particular to nine points. It didn't score a touchdown. Um, I think the defensive line generally played well and got pressure on Hill, um, and I think that'll be important coming the weekend. Um, the secondary gets um, Edwards back this weekend as well, which will help. Although Jamal Dean looks like it could be out again, but I think that helps the rotation. And I think generally, if we can if we can keep that level of pressure up, we can stop teams. We still got the best linebackers in the league, um, and I think our secondary, when fully fit, is is pretty good as well. Um, the weekend's job was made incredibly hard for them, and you you can't dress it up any other way, obviously. Yeah, I think Joe Tryon maybe showed a little bit this week with mm-hmm. his speed coming mm-hmm. into play three or four times. You saw him man chasing all the way across the field and pulling the pull the guy down. So I think he's starting to come into his own and 
he's got a big breakout coming. I think he's going to get. He's definitely of a player there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top, <laughs> top, top player. Yeah. John on, on the defensive side, you know, what, what was there to, to praise and pour over? I mean, to stop to stop any team to nine points is basically stunning. Um, how, we can't complain at that. I mean, I uh, I mentioned on social media, I mentioned to uh, one of my friends just before we came on this call, my one minor minor negative point about defense was uh, Adams's dropped interception in the last in the yeah. in the fourth quarter. I mean, that it, it it would have been the last chance, hurrah, to go down and score a touchdown to win the game. Um, six nil down, they're in field goal range, and you get that chance to make that play. I mean, in in the playoffs against uh, Green Bay and the New Orleans last year, we made that play. Um, I just hope that we, when it comes to the important game later in the year, that we make the, make the play that next time. Because um, that drop was, uh, it was in his hands. It was, it was there. It was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saints and Bucks. It's uh, it's becoming a hell of a yeah. hell of a rivalry, and unfortunately, we keep we keep coming out on the right side of the good ones, right? Um, Not so much a rivalry, John. I think that scarf in the background was in the stadium the last time we beat the Saints. <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll take the uh, two goals versus their one in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll take I'll take that one. It's a good I mean, point, fun. Graham. We might end up seeing the Saints again this year. It's, it's lining up, isn't it? It's just lining up for us to be the seeded to, to play the, the Saints in the first round of the playoffs. But it will be at our place. Uh, well, that's good or not? Not sure. Um, yeah, I just my, my just little concern and, and, and echoing what the guys have said defensively. You're not going to complain about nine points. You're not going to complain about 210, 12 yards. Uh, you know, of the other team's offense. That's that's all really, really good. Um, just maybe you know you want a turnover here or there. We didn't have anything in the game, and I'm just fearing that we are. If we don't win the next three games, if we, you know, if we don't win out the rest of the season, that we're kind of maybe going to be reversing into the playoffs. Where last year we were absolutely rolling downhill, full steam ahead, winning everything out of sight, and and really looking good getting into the playoffs. Yeah. So just the feeling, is just a little bit. Yeah, not not quite where it was last year, but maybe that's just because our expectations are that much higher following last year. So I, I really think that, and I know we'll talk about next week's game, but I think the next three weeks are really important that we win all three and, and take a bit of momentum into the playoffs now. But defensively, defensively, I think we're looking really, really good. And I'm, I'm, as I mentioned earlier, so pleased that Joe Tryon Shoyinka is coming into his own. He's, he's not made the big splashes. He's not got like 20 sacks or whatever the, you know, some other guys have got, but he is in the backfield every single time. He's disrupting plays. He's disrupting quarterbacks. I think he's a tremendous player and he's a real asset for us in the, in the future years. I think what you hope with something like that is as well that he is just picking JPP's brain all day, every day. What can I do? How do I do that? How do I get yeah. that off? Yeah, and yeah. even Shaq, even Shaq. I mean, there's people there JPP is one of the best to ever do it from the position, probably certainly tenure over tenure. Hmm. You'd love to think that they're just constantly just drilling information into him all day. And, and if he's a student at a game, he, he should be a hell yeah. of a player next season. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. Yeah, and actually up front, you know, you could you could make the case that did Shaq have a quiet game? Did Sue have quiet? But as a, as a unit, I think they they got the job done. I think, like the, yeah, I, I think you're never going to see all of them hmm. making all the big big splash plays every week but but every week one of them is going to do it you know you can you can rely on that and that that's a great position to be in you mentioned kieran about Shaq and jpp being a bit quiet on sunday um, mm. 
in my opinion, that's because that was the scheme they were playing. They were trying to keep Taysom Hill in the pocket. They yeah. they were actively not beating their man to try and maintain the lane integrity. So I saw that criticism on social media a few times. And I thought, oh god, that's just that's just talking for the sake of it. Yeah. Like as yeah. you, it works as a unit, they worked as a unit. It, it was awesome. And it was the same thing with Surveya in, in for Kamara. It was don't yep. blow the hole because he'll be he'll be past you. So it's just hold hold the gap. You know, you're absolutely right. So that leaves us one third of the ball to discuss. And as you know, I care about this third of the ball deeply. This was the worst special teams I've seen us play since Dilfer was wearing that shirt behind Alex. <laughs> it, well, I mean, uh, from the misfield goal to, I mean, I, I did feel for Pinion the weekend. I mean, there was a couple of real dodgy punts, but by the time you've punted nine times or whatever it was, anybody's going to be a bit exhausted on that front. But <laughs> Coverage wise, they did okay. I mean, the punt coverage was decent, the kickoff was decent, and and we nearly broke one. And it, he came very close to to reversing the field and going, and then slipped over. And I think all of us watching live or afterwards went, "This is the oh," and it yeah. was gone. One slip of the foot, and he was otherwise. I think he could have taken it. I think he was he was clear. That sums up our special teams. We nearly, we nearly broke one. <laughs> We nearly broke one. It's 30 years later, we're going, remember the one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael Spurlock. I still yeah. remember it at some point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. John, do, do, you, do you agree with Alex? Do you think Darden's got, got it in him? That's a no. <laughs> I haven't, haven't seen it yet. Like, uh, I mean, I hope so. I hope so. I'm hoping we finally find someone because that was what I wrote down in my notes. It was like, we, we didn't break one. We didn't get through and get that big return to maybe have that momentum changing uh, play and that's the beauty of special teams if you can get that big return whether it be even 50 yards or to change flip field position momentum can yeah. change and and in a game that's only sort of six nil three nil that's massive i mean you, we just want more more consistency if you get if you get if you can get five yards every time no let's turn it into 15 20 and make, make, make it gets, easier the thing that gets forgetting this forgotten this week in in terms of the brady and all, and all that was the midfield goal a, a crucial time he knocks mm. that through it changes six, momentum six, six, three. again. Yeah. Six, six, three. six three. It's not the panic-stricken last drive we've got. He doesn't throw yeah. the last pick because he's not trying to force the ball. It's a different game. You can keep running the ball. Even with backups, you can keep running the ball. Rojo was running it well, but we had to move away from that when it went to nine. It's a big, it's a big miss. And to be fair, he's not missed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be laying into Brady this week. I think we all understand it's okay. You don't have to be the goat every week and you shouldn't be expected to be. You know, it's okay. yeah, we're all human. Um, so you, you've heard what we've got to say about it, but um, obviously um, John and Alex have mentioned being on the forum during the game. Some of us were there until about half past four in the morning, wondering what we'd been doing with our existence. Um, and uh, so we will have we'll take a, a view of what your comments were. So our first comment uh, is from Pete. When anyone gets some sort of understanding of what just went on, can you please let me know? Because I'm completely baffled. Uh, I think, yeah, it was, we were all a bit, a bit dumbstruck at, at certain points of that of that evening. Uh, although that could, I don't be, that know could whether... be from anybody on the offense as well, I would imagine. From a, <laughs> T, a T Brady Tampa. Yeah. Next up, Johnny Orbell. Four plays to find that game. The misfield goal, Brady fumbling. Gronk not realising the ball was there and a 30-yard yeah. pass attempt when you only need a yard on fourth down. Byron keeps having these games. Uh, we picked up on some of those ones. I think, as John quite rightly says, you can scheme. You can scheme to level two, level three, level four. 
sometimes I think we underestimate how many calls Brady makes. I think mm-hmm. that Byron can send it as many plays as he wants. If Tom's not going to run it, he's not going to run it. And so you have to assume that he's seen something, and sometimes it works. So a nice check down. Sometimes he sees Gronk's got a good release, throws the ball. Gronk doesn't even see us there. So I don't think it's all on Leftwich at all. I'm sticking on a, a failure of execution. The guys that had to step up were the, were the second and third stringers, and they didn't step up. Um, let's see what they do next week and going forward. Yeah, good call. Uh, then we've got Phil. The morning after, the night before, and maybe a bit of perspective, the D still played well. Only three plays went 10-plus yards, I think, and we held them to only three field goals. Surely the O won't play that poorly again. Hope the injuries aren't too severe. Who wants a buy anyway? More box football to enjoy. That's what we like. Glass half full. Well done, Phil. And then lastly from Wayne. So, who won this week's competition? Uh, which is a nice segue. I'm so glad I'm not doing the competitions this year. Shout out to uh, our good friend Adam. Uh, thank you very much for doing that. Adam picked a, uh, when, what time was going to be on the clock when the Bucks score. Um, so, uh, he's jinxed it. So we, we thought it was only fair to, uh, to have a wheel of names off. Uh, and so we're going to have the wheel of names for who wins the competition. I think we've got 43 people on the wheel of names. This is the largest wheel we've ever had. So uh, bear with me. And then we shall spin the wheel for what is actually quite a cracking prize. Okay, so here we are. You can see all 43 <laughs> people on the wheel. If you can see yourself on the wheel, I wish you luck. <laughs> If you can't see yourself on the wheel, you've only got yourself to blame. All you had to do was enter this week. You could have been as wrong as everybody else. So I wish you all luck. Here we go. Can you hear that Christmas Eve? Yeah. Christmas Eve. rejoice. Oh, it's Jack, I think. One of Wayne's sons. Congratulations, Jack. I think you've got a T-shirt. I think you've got a program. And there was something else. I can't remember what something else is, but it's yours. So well done. Well, that's uh, that's enough about the uh, the ghost of Christmas past. We are now on to the ghost of Christmas future. Um, we are travelling to Carolina uh, to take on the Panthers. So, um, Alex, maybe if we start with you first, uh, the way we normally do this is we talk about our keys to the game and then we'll go into some of the players to watch but and, and ultimately the score, score we're predicting. But just first of all then, overall, what do you think this game's going to turn on? What's going to be the main, the main facets? I think, I think it's the unpredictability. Well, I mean, slightly of us, but certainly of Cam Newton. I think he hasn't looked anything special since coming back, certainly in the passing game. They do give up sacks because of the nature of the player he is, but he is capable of those still those flash plays. And, and if we don't stick to what, as we said earlier, with gap integrity, with edge defensive, that's how we're going to play him. He can still hurt you. Uh, I think offensively, we just have to get ourselves back on the same page. I think from they are decently ranked defensively. I think it's a slightly fast <coughs> position. Um, but I think if we, if we execute our game plans, I think we should run out re- relatively comfortable winners, I think, in the end. Okay, so first key to the game then, Cam. 
and you know maybe we can try and get him benched for the 20th time this year or something <laughs> we'll really see what happens he's like a yo-yo out there he's got like he a is. string on his back hasn't he john what's your key to the game how does our offense adapt to the adversity i mean we've, we've always we've spoken about these injuries we've spoken about the uh, change of personnel um, do we protect evans for the playoffs um ideally yes but I mean, you guys have mentioned already, we might actually need him to be that number one receiver. But if, uh, if Lef Lefwich has now got a whole week to plan to use Johnson, Miller, Rojo, now let's see what he can do. And of course, AB's back as well. So it's how does this effectively a brand new offense, right? I mean, it's... So for me, it's that um, against a defense that is it's half decent. So um, I, like I, I, think, I think the other side of the ball, um, I'll let Reedy go first <laughs> before we come on to uh, destroying camp. Go on then. Graham, key to the game. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Alex. If Cam Newton's playing, I mean, I think there's a bit of a controversy going on this week in, in Carolina as to whether he even plays. Um, I mean, his quarterback rating the last few weeks is in the 40s uh, over the last three games. Um, McCaffrey isn't playing. I mean, there's not a huge amount to get worried about in their offence. Defensively pretty solid, but um, yeah, Newton's the one worry if he's playing and his running ability is 70 odd yards last week and, and you just don't know what, what's going to happen with him. But, you know, I think we can contain him. I, I can't see us, I cannot see, I, I don't want to come back to this one, but I can't see us having anything other than a comfortable win against Carolina, to be honest with you. Um, it's just Cam Newton is their only real weapon that troubles us, I think. Who, who are going to be the key players, do you think, for Carolina other than Cam himself. I mean, um, I mean, you got uh, you got Chuba in the backfield. Um, he's he's nothing special. He's a, a league average back. Uh, but I mean, the, the one player they've got that is actually a game changer is DJ Moore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's ball in hands. He's strong. He's kind of like a bit like Chris Godwin. Um, you get him the ball in the hands anywhere on the field, and he'll go yak, yak, yak. Um, but again, I don't see him getting the ball too much. I think uh, that, that's yard after catch rather than making yes. a strange noise, presumably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if you guys saw the, the pass last week that Cam did on a fourth down oh, it was amazing. screen pass. Yeah, five yards behind the receiver and then sort of looked befuddled. Yeah, it was mad. <laughs> I mean, if we're criticizing Brady for throwing to Gronk 40 yards downfield, I mean, Cam literally just shot put it into the ground two yards in front of his feet. It was uh, brilliant. So, um, Honestly, I'm looking forward to the Cam Newton comedy tour special against Tampa this weekend. Um, and I truly hope that we can... Uh, I mean, you said bench him again. I mean, bench him, put him back in the back on the bus, Michael Law style. I don't care where he goes, but uh, I'm looking forward to watching this one, hopefully. Just from my defensive right. point of view. After DJ Moore, it does, it does fall off. I looked, I'm looking at the, uh, the Panthers depth chart now, and they list um, two tight ends as starters. So they've got two receivers as starters, two tight ends and one running back. And both of those tight ends, Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas, first of all, I've never heard of them. That's that's probably fantastic my name, though. Tommy Tremble is the best name in the NFL at the moment. <laughs> Sounds I mean, like rhyming fantastic. slang. It does. Like... After Ha Ha Clinton Dix retired, Tommy <laughs> Tremble's got to be out there. Yeah. But, but, we, both, we... but there's no depth after them. So there are, there's no other tight ends listed on the roster, despite them having two starters listed at tight end. So I think it could easily be a battle of attrition. But um, I mean, Alex, maybe you can go to the other side of the ball if you want to. But you know, who, are the, who are the players that you're. Is there anyone that worries you? No, I think it's John. So I think DJ Moore is, is, is an X factor. Whether you can get him the ball with Cam quarterback in, I'm not sure. But he certainly has the ability to, to break, a, break a play. I, the McCaffrey situation for them, if I was a Carolina fan, I'd be heartbroken because the guy was the best player in the league a year, two years ago. And, and that'd be a massive loss for anybody. 
Um, they don't have a lot that concerns any of us, I don't think, on the offensive side of the ball. I think defensively, especially given Godwin, there's very little news about Fournette coming out, which, which I'm not sure what to make of that. Yeah. Multi-week injury, they're saying, though. It's all very yeah. vague. Like you say, certainly for playoffs and things. I, I think, um, going to the other side of the ball, as you say, I think Tyler Johnson's due a breakout. I think there's something there. I, I'll watch him play. He play. He's a very young, spindly version, but there's a bit of Mike Evans type player. There's a touch, and I do mean a touch, of a kind of Randy Moss style physically. And if he can apply that, he's made some stunning catches in the last couple of years, but it's so few and far between. He needs the consistency and, and maybe reps will do that. But I, it, it does, I don't see Carolina bothering us particularly. So I guess the question is, you know, you only need to win by one point, don't you? So mm-hmm. when someone talked about you, do you rest Mikey? Um, Alex, do you, do you, how, is it, what, what, how can you, do you see the next three games plan, panning out then? Can you see us sweeping? Because we've got obviously Panthers twice, Jets. It's not the hardest lineup I mean, to finish close. On, on paper, we should absolutely sweep. I thought we'd sweep the whole rest of the season before the Saints game. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> what that means, from my opinion, but there's no way you should be losing games to the Panthers and the Jets if you're going to go and, and have a deep run in the playoffs. And I guess as you were saying earlier, Graham, does, you know, actually, I don't want to get the maths out in the back of the envelope because who knows what's going to happen in other games. But you start to look at the permutations of who might you get and might you be home, might you be away. I think, it, you know, it's not a disaster if these games don't end up 49-0, is it? No, three wins. Three wins are important and then just take what comes our way. I think we've possibly blown our chance at the, the top seed because we, we probably need three wins and someone else to lose two games type of thing. Um, but I think you just win out, win every game you can and see what see what happens after that. And I, and I am the same. I have no kind of qualms about these last three games I think there's nobody that no single player of either of these teams that gives us any problems I think we should win out and if, if, if we're going to go and you know challenge the Super Bowl again then we need to be winning these games so yeah we need three wins I think we'll get three wins and we'll take what comes our way and we've proved last year we can go and win away from home so hopefully hopefully by the end of the season you know we get a, a good fit team um and we'll take on all covers in the in the playoffs. And so, so for the on for the Bucks' perspective, then in this coming game, who's the player that you think actually? I really this is the player to watch. This is the player that's going to make be the difference maker in the game. Well, I think if if Fournette's not going to play, I think Rojo needs to step up now. This is his big time, and I think he can, and I think he will relish the opportunity. So you know, let's see Rojo. Let's see what he's got. If Rojo can step up, and he's got he's got previous against Carolina, as we know last year. Um, so yeah, Rojo is the man for me. The problem is, is, is part one of the problem is that just don't throw it to Rojo, and the part two yeah. of the problem is if you've got Keyshawn Vaughn in, if you because you're trying to give Rojo a breather, for goodness sake, don't throw it anywhere near him. <laughs> there's a there's a chasm, isn't there? After I me, mean, John, I can see you blowing. There's a chasm after Rojo, isn't there? Yeah, yeah well, I don't know what, what Gio's status is this week. Is he? Is he I think or... he's IR still. He's still IR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not eligible so, to yeah. return yet. Yeah, so there is, you're right, there's a bit of a drop-off there. So, But I think you're going to have to run. I think you're going to have to give Projo the, the work this week and let's see what happens, yeah. Okay, John, who's who's the buck to watch for you? Um, assuming that Evans is out, then it's, uh, let's see if AB can be the number one receiver again. Um, does he still have it in him? Um, 
let's watch. <laughs> is there an issue, do you think, potentially around fitness or match game fitness, you know, having well, a few games been, away? He's been suspended the last few weeks, hasn't he? He's not mm. been mm. injured. Um, yeah. So yeah, he should just, be fit, Just off the pace, you know. Or... Uh, game fitness is a, is a good point. Um, yeah, it could be it's a big problem. Yeah. Uh, getting back into that match, uh, like Alex, like you said, Alex played as well. Uh, so yeah. getting back in that match rhythm that intensity is uh, going to be tough. And and games are quicker than practice. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It all seems a little bit, hang on a minute, who, what? Well, it's over, you know, kind of. You know. So, uh, Alex, right. who, who's your buck to watch? I, th- I think it's an it's a, it's a excellent point you both make. I think it, it, I was going to say AB, but I think he may be used sparingly in certain situations if he is being reintroduced, and that could be fitness, that could be scheme, that could be anything. I think the person that I think will have a big game and I think will need it is Gronk. I think having had the issues last week, he'll have seen all the comments, he'll have seen all the press, he'll have seen, he'll have seen the video back and they'll, they'll, have, they'll have sat down in the, in the room at one buck and he'll have seen very uncharacteristic mistakes. I think he goes out this week. I think he goes over 100 yards, probably a, a tutty, as he puts it. And uh, I think that's probably a big part of getting Brady back on the right track as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, for sure. As someone who's got Brady starting in the final of the fantasy football league this year, I I, I really need as many tuddies as possible. <laughs> I think I think Tom got me something like five or six points this week. It was only because of uh, Phil's ineptitude. Hello, Mr. Jones. Uh, that I, I managed to uh, to make it through. So uh, yeah. ineptitude's his middle name. <laughs> um, and I get, well, speaking of ineptitude, my, my buck to watch Tristan Wirfs. Now, he is not inept by any stretch of the fall, mm. but coming back to what you were saying, John, around the, the psychological side, he's just had probably his worst game as a Buccaneer. And, and he's still young and he's still very inexperienced. And that confidence is a huge part of, of playing any position. But I think, mm. you know, right tackle, when you know, oh, crikey, I've got the goat behind me and all oh, we won the Super Bowl, it, you could so easily get inside your own head. And, and think about, yeah, it will come crumbling down. So I'm hoping that someone's had Tristan Wirfs on a couch this week um, and so, you know, giving him a good quality of, of, for his hour. I think as well behind that, I think they're, they're due a game of multiple sacks and a lot of pressure. And if Cammy is running around in the backfield with nobody much to pass to, nobody much to hand off to, it feels like a game where you could have a three-sack game for Shaq Barra, a, a JPP, a couple, Devon, a couple, that sort of thing. So I think... Like all of us, I think we think it could be a relatively easy day for them in that respect, at least. Seven sacks, you heard it here. Alex, name of house has just called it. Seven sacks, yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually mean cumulatively, but let's go with that. That's, one. That's this week's competition, Adam, if you're listening. How many sacks? I'll take over, seven. Over or under on seven. That's right. <laughs> Surely a couple for Tryon Smith as well. After the big so there you go, yeah. Well. We could get more sacks than points. That would be depressing, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of points, money where your mouth is time. Uh, What's the the scoreboard going to look like when it ticks down, John? Uh, Tougher than we think on offence. I'm going uh, 20-10. Yeah, nice safe win. Alex? Uh, 30-7. Oh, yeah. More comfortable. Uh, Let's hope that happens. Graham? 31-10. 31-10. Yeah, 31-10. Well, that's good. I, I, I'm kind of more at the the, uh, the zinc end of the spectrum. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say something like 14-3. Oh, oh another war of attrition. No, I yeah. just think I think it's <laughs> going to be taking care of business, and I think we're just going to try and do what it takes and not any, an ounce more. 
I, I kind of I, I do think if it's going well, we might see Mikey not coming in in the second half, things like that. Mm. Um, but I think it's obviously you've got to get the win. That's you, and you, and we know what happens if you ease up. You know, yeah. suddenly fourteen three becomes fourteen ten becomes all yeah. crikey. So on, on that su- yeah. on that subject, you, do any of you guys think we we see Brady uh, rested at any point? Not for a whole game, but parts of games, given what we've got coming up. No, not this game. Not this game. I think this is really important. But I think you could see that if we win out, if we win the game on Sunday, I think maybe the next two games you will see him maybe playing half a game. Or, yeah, definitely. I mean, you saw Adrian's comments when he when he did the, the sneak. You know, last week he was like, that's, "Yeah, no more, no more." That's hits. enough. And he was like, that's "Yeah, let, let Lenny, Lenny run it in." Yeah, that's it. So definitely, if you see that happening. I think Tom wants to keep going, though, doesn't he? Um, yes. thing. He, he wants to. <laughs> Good luck, good luck trying to get him out. Like, uh... I mean, he does care about wins. He cares about wins more than stats. But he'd like the stats, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's got a thousand yards for his career now on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> In 21 years. <laughs> He's he's got he's got to, he's got to make a, he's got to try and make a big comeback to uh, beat Rogers out for MVP now, hasn't he? I mean, uh, yeah. Ro- Rogers, Rogers had the PR nightmare to hinder him, and uh, Brady's just had this match to hinder him. So uh, who's going to come out on top? Yeah, yeah, and it's nice to see these young quarterbacks battling it out for the uh, MVP of the league this year, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. Um, as ever, we give our thanks to our friends at Bucks Report. Make sure you um, hit all the like and the bell and all of that stuff, and give us a thumbs up. Come on, it's Christmas. You've got to give us a thumbs up for Christmas. All we want for Christmas is a thumbs up uh, and a subscribe and a like and a share and a retweet and all that stuff, please. Thank you. Um, so, John, Graham, Alex, thank you all. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you guys for watching. We hope you have a wonderfully Christmassy, healthy, safe, happy, festive period and a lovely new year. We will be back in between Christmas and New Year and hopefully we will be um, screaming and hollering about how fun it was to watch the the Panthers game because um, it needs to be good if I'm going to have an excuse to get away from my family on Boxing Day. I don't know about you guys. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. That's one benefit of being in Portugal is that uh, 24th, 25th is mine, so 26th I'll be available. <laughs> Perfect. So again, thank you all. Have a lovely festive period and uh, and go Bucks. Bye. Bye.